this week um, need a moment of silence for our fallen angel, which was the opening five minutes of this podcast <laughs> uh, just a moment ago. Which was, you know, I, I want to let you know, viewers at home, that it was magic. It was one of the greatest podcast openings we've ever had, um, ever, ever, ever. And like no one will ever get to hear it. No one ever gets to hear it. Part. No, no. Uh, one because I deleted it rather quickly. And two, because Terry actually uh, muted her microphone. So all of the hilarious banter that we were having as a trio mm. was in fact... Like, Matt gave truncated. us the whole, like, uh, lore of Matt's Man 312, didn't you? The um, original YouTube yeah, channel I used to run. Yes. Yeah, Matt's Man 312. Yeah, yeah, it was a great, long, winding history. There was loads of jokes peppered in mm. that you would have found hilarious. Okay, well, <laughs> I, did, uh, I did the listeners a favour then, because that was a shit opening. You did the listeners a favour. Yeah, they, they don't want to hear about Matt's Man 1, 2, 3. But I tell you what they so do. It was calculated. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, no, it was It was populated. <laughs> Palpatine. <laughs> it was Terry all along. Unlimited <laughs> power. If so powerful you are, why leave? <laughs> why mute? Why <laughs> mute? Yeah, yeah, no. Um, it's because um, I'm really Jar Jar Binks the Sith Lord and I'm being clumsy by accident to make stuff happen. Interesting. That would explain a lot. Yeah, yeah. An awful lot. But it's okay. It's okay. Because we're back in the room now for the full fat podcast. I'm Matt Whittle, and I'm joined by Terry Merkin and Charlie. And every week we review WandaVision and a Clone Wars episode. For now. Because that era is soon to be over, isn't it? We've got oh, yeah. this WandaVision review to go, and then it's the finale. What did you guys think of the penultimate episode? I uh, really enjoyed it. Um, I think it was really cool to get answers to some of the questions we had with Wanda's backstory in general. I think mm. it was nice that I feel like we've finally gotten, not finally gotten, but this whole series and it's particularly this episode feels like we've got the Wanda film that we never got before. Um, like we're getting all the answers to these things. Um, it's giving you a different perspective on certain movies. Mm. Um, I really enjoyed this episode, even though it was kind of just going back through everything. I feel like we've got some really interesting answers um to the questions that we had i agree with you and particularly what you said about it felt like she's like a mainline film character yes mm -hmm. i feel like what this episode did a really good job of showing is not just from what we've discussed in weeks previously in, in the sense of like a, as, as a law figure she's very interesting to marvel universe obviously she's magneto's father and that sort of stuff but as a character that has gone on a journey this week i think that actually proved that ever since Age of Ultron, she's had the chops to lead an MCU movie. Yeah. And I think it also shows to me that all of the supporting characters in the background that have been fun, that we've liked them, but they've not had the same sort of like meat to their storylines as someone say like Cap or Tony, I think we're gonna show we like this this episode has proven that they're gonna step up. Do you know what I mean? Like Falcon with Soldier, I'm way more excited for after watching this episode because they've clearly proven they can take a character like Wanda, who was originally a support, and give her enough texture to be like a mainline character. So 100%. I'm, I'm excited. And for Loki as well. Definitely. Absolutely. I thought that, like, setting the storyline aside, because we're going to talk about that a lot, I just want to say that the whole episode was a masterclass in acting. Like, Catherine Hamm was fantastic. Elizabeth Olsen, again, was fantastic. Mm. And I just I just think it was a really, really good episode. Yeah, yeah. I, I, had, I had a little tear. I had a little tear when uh, her house wasn't built. That was sad. It was, it was great to go back through like previous moments in the MCU and sort of fill in detail to like not only his, her, her relationship with Vision but also that crucial scene that she describes in Age of Ultron where she's talking about the Stark missile yep. that came into their house and they prayed for days and waited 
hoping it wouldn't go off. And now to hear Catherine Han say, oh, that was probably a prob- probability hex. Very interesting. Because not only does it say that she had powers before, before the Mind Stone, yeah. but it also begs the question, where did she get the powers from? Yes. So I feel like we're hmm. we're moments away from dun, dun, being, yeah dun 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 dun, dun. <laughs> well, please well maybe not quite that oh, I, I think know, I know I think they'll a man could dream Matthew <laughs> <laughs> I mean we're we're, wait, we're awaiting our Luke Skywalker esque uh, cameo aren't we so we are we are hmm. I don't think it's gonna be Magneto now yeah I think it's yeah. more likely to be Reed Richards I think so particularly because of something we heard this episode with uh, Fietro. As Agatha Harkness called him, fake Pietro. Ah, uh, yes, that is true. She mentions, doesn't she, that she she sort of like summed him or created him, and she couldn't bring the other one because he was dead with holes. Yeah, in although I, it was interesting. Kevin Feige said this week, didn't he, that he sort of implied that he's made up and not from the X Men universe as well in, a, in, a, in an interview, and I sort of feel like it's weird and out of character for Kevin Feige to not get this right because mm. I feel like the thing that has always really helped the Marvel universe is that he is actually a fan. He knows what people want. And what, what Crucially, he knows the balance between giving you fan service and actually challenging the stories and doing something a bit surprising. And I think if we if we end up with a Pietro this season that was played by Evan Peters, it just turned out to be a bit of a misdirect. I think that's colossally disappointing. And also, like, what was the point? And a big tease. A massive tease. Yeah. Naughty boy. Because Feige knows Kevin. that at the end of episode five or whenever Quicksilver was revealed, that we would have all been going, oh, the X-Men universe is going to fold in with the Foxmen, with the MCU, the Foxmen again. The Foxmen, that's great. <laughs> that's great. But now, maybe that won't happen? Yeah, it just feels like it's kind of like, oh, here's some fun just to jerk yourselves off to, but we're not going to make it part of the story. Yeah, here's a yeah. meta tease, like, oh, you know Evan Peters played Quicksilver in that other franchise? Yeah. But I, it, I'd be no. shocked if that's what Foggy's going for. It would be disappointing. Yeah, that would be really disappointing, I think. I'm hoping I think a lot a of people would feel that way. Yeah. And it's like, oh, yeah, she was controlling Pietro, but he's not a fake Pietro. He's just a pe- Pietro from another universe. Do you know what I mean? That's like the revelation Wanda has. Yeah. Like, oh, like, do you know what I mean? Like, I'm still not unconvinced we're going to get the scene at the end with Doctor Strange assembling his team, you know, as I detailed in the last <laughs> oh, episode. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that would. I guess that would kind of makes sense in terms of you know this is the next era of the mcu you know it's the first time they've gone to tv first time they set up the original mcu mm. we had nick fury at the end of these things mm. creating his team mm. is that you know is this what we're gonna get <laughs> yeah. now dr strange his you know, multiverse with, team with reed richards and that'd be bully Maguire. <laughs> fantastic i mean there's definitely gonna be some sort of lead into dr strange 2 isn't there because mm. even when at the start like i really like the way that even though Scarlet, which is really powerful, Agatha Harkness has found ways to trap her. For example, when she's like describing that she's got runes in the room, yeah. yes, and because of those runes, she can't use her powers, and she's like, "Oh, well, how do you not know this like basic stuff?" Because she's fought for all this time, and we've thought she has basically like telekinesis and mind manipulation and all this sort of stuff from the mindset. Yeah, mm. and, it's, it's, and it's it's almost always been implied as science based, doesn't it? Even though they they imply it's like magical, whereas now they're actually sort of going the full hog and going oh you've got like probability powers chaos magic like in and and even the fact that Catherine Han says you don't know anything about them says to me that she's going to go to Doctor Strange and be like teach me in the same way that he did Definitely. to uh, Tilda Swinton do you think that's fascinating uh, that you know the MCU I feel like when they first started out mm. was so like shying away from like anything magical everything had to have like a scientific sort of explanation mm. like particularly with like Thor he's an mm. alien and things mm. like that and whereas now because we've seen so much over the years like crazy stuff like Thanos and all these it's, mm. 
it's almost like they, they've relaxed on that now and they're like, let's just go all out. Yes, let's just yeah. give them the magical powers. People are more accepting of it now because yeah. we've established this over a 10-year like, oh, period. Yeah. Yes. I think Thor was the linchpin for all of that. Yeah. Not only just because it obviously introduced Thor and all those fantastical characters, but the way in which it sort of described the world as like, oh, well, any kind of magic that you don't understand, any kind of science that you don't understand is magic, isn't it? Yes. Uh, I think it's an Arthur C. Clarke uh, quote they paraphrase in the movie yeah. uh, and obviously you know even in the second one when she's talking about like that magical force field that's like healing her in Asgard she's like oh it's some sort of energy yeah. field and like one of the Asgardians is like oh it's one of these and she's like well it's, it's one of these like yeah. so like you know they sort of they go out of their way in the Thor movies to explain how all of this stuff really is just science and how you know Thor and the Asgardians are really just another alien race aren't mm. they which is still fantastical but it's something you know we sort of we buy into a bit more don't we yeah. we like to think there's there's other life out there. And then you just cut to four Ragnarok where they're just like, nope. Yeah. Don't explain yeah, it. Just yeah, have fun. Yeah, 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 like, yeah. Um, but we can do that, can't we? Exactly. Like, we never have to know why Tony Stark isn't baffled by the fact that Wizards exists when he is a <laughs> hard scientist. No, <laughs> but, <laughs> but, but then it's, it's he's seen a lot of shit. He's seen a lot of shit as Tony Stark. So I don't think anything would shock him anymore. Yeah. It, like it, There was a really good quote from Jon Favreau when the first movie came out uh, about whether or not they would include the Mandarin. And he said that you couldn't buy in A New Hope uh, the Emperor shooting lightning out his fingers, but you can mm. buy it in Return of the Jedi. It's very if, true. Yeah, because by that point, we've seen Force Ghosts, we've seen all these other kinds of powers. Mm. So by the time we get to the Emperor, the big cheese, we're expecting something fresh. Whereas he, he was sort of using that analogy to describe, like, by Iron Man 1, the thing you've got to get people to believe is that you can create these fantastical suits and fly around in them. It's another thing entirely to suggest there's, like, a powerful mystical element uh, and it's taken films and films and, and you know a generation really exactly. to get to where we are now where we've got like the scientist Haywood element with like you know reanimating a robotic body yeah. mixed in with you know we've got like Massachusetts in the 1600s with a witch troll in the same episode which was an incredible scene by the way the, Great, the way really they all it. like latch their powers onto her and then like she was like turning the purple and, like holding them yeah they couldn't let go but she was like and holding them right. via the beams that they were shooting out, weren't they? So it was really cool to see them sort of like, you could tell they were trying to like get out of it and they were just getting stuck. Also, I really liked the, um, the production design for like the, when they were the, dead, when, when they, they were dead, yeah. Out, Cause yeah. like they, they weren't quite skulls and they weren't quite like, you know, like the Indiana Jones, like, um, the Holy Grail, the, uh, the Ark of the Covenant. Yeah yeah, yeah. 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 It wasn't like that where they're like melting. It was kind of like somewhere in between, wasn't it? You could still see their eyes. It's was like, really sort of like the life was sort of sucked out of them. Yeah. It was like they'd been dehydrated. Yeah. Yes. They kind of look like the zombies in the walking dead later seasons where they're a bit, the zombies are a bit dehydrated and their kind of faces are kind of sucked in a bit more. Uh, well, that's my dinger to remind me to not watch The Walking Dead. <laughs> <laughs> because no. it's shit. <laughs> um, yeah, and um, I also think that um, I really enjoy... I, I, this is something I wanted to ask you, actually, just a, a little question for you guys. How do you guys feel about the, the sort of Agnes implying or saying that Scarlet Witch is almost like a bit of a mythical figure? That this is like a... Oh, at the very end. This is something that's, you know... And I know... I'm intrigued to see what you think about this because I know you're not a big fan of that sort of thing where it's like someone's it's like almost a prophecy prophecy thing. type yeah. thing so oh i see what you mean yeah. um i don't mind it so much when it's a character that has explicitly come from nothing has never expected themselves to be anything yes that's that's a good point in the same way that you know i think ryan johnson really explains quite eloquently like luke in the original trilogy to bring up another styles reference <laughs> another styles director luke the one thing that luke wants is 
to be this homegrown farm boy hero that defeats Steve Wempire and defeats Steve Vader. And the hardest thing for him to learn is, oh no, actually, I'm part of this great chain and I'm actually born great and I'm born of this dynasty that actually isn't great and it turns out that Vader screwed everything up and, you know, what's the cost of that and do mm -hmm. the sins of the father affect me? For Rey to learn that she's a part of something is exactly what she wants. So you need to give her the opposite. That's why you make her a nobody. So here, I think it's, you know, it's, it's that same example again, isn't it? It's the Scarlet Witch or Wanda has, you know, grown up poor. She's lost time and time and time again. She has no reason to believe that she is special, even because of her powers. So now to have this chucked to her and say, like, oh, the witch has always been coming for you. And I really love that scene where they went back to like, yeah, uh, yeah. The, yeah, you know, the... The Mind Stone and the facility. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and you saw her cool. look into the Mind Stone and see the visage of the Scarlet Witch like descending down upon her. That felt really horror because it felt less like she is the Scarlet Witch and more like this being is possessing her or it's like, it's like coming for her. Yes. It was cool. It's definitely because she was kind of dressed like she was in a possession movie. In that yes. She looked like yeah, she was in yeah. The Exorcist or something. She looked like she was the girl from The Ring. Like. Yeah, which I imagine was kind of intentional, especially with that whole bit when, you know, she sees the almost the prophecy coming towards her. Yes, um, definitely. Like you said, like a kind of a possession, almost mm. like it went inside her and has possessed her yeah. in a weird way. Yeah. And also, like, while she's controlling, uh, like, thousands of people, where does she get the time to touch up those gorgeous ginger roots <laughs> she had brown hair earlier and then she like grows up to be ginger or something she and dyes she, it while well, she's doing her american accent courses. you know what <laughs> she's she's controlling the town of westfield westview westview she would have brown she's roots. controlling the shopping mall westfield <laughs> <laughs> oh, westfield and we're like we want to go yeah. shopping and suddenly we're in like the 1950s yeah. like, <laughs> for those of you not in the uk or even in london there is a Fabulous shopping centre called Westfield. There's two. Oh yeah, there are two, aren't there? Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. yeah, we there's we quite used a few on our lunch break, didn't Stratford we? Stratford Shepherd's Bush. Yeah, yes. Stratford and Shepherd's Bush. Mm -hmm. Is there another one? There's, I think I there's the third. There is another Westfield. Maybe there isn't. There is the one we used to go a lot. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, but do you know this isn't this isn't very interesting content talking about Westfield. <laughs> uh, yes, it is. Everyone wants to to know all about Westfield and you know the fact that you can go to the Apple Store and I bought Jedi Fallen Order there. Did you? A, a fun yeah. fact, yeah. 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 Jedi Fallen Order, which um, I'm going to play on Friday at eight. You're going to be playing Jedi Fallen Order on Friday at eight. Yes, yes. Friday the fifth of March at eight pm. Yes, GMT. Yes. Yes. <laughs> well, I must watch. You, do you know where you can watch it, Charlie? Where? On Twitch. <laughs> you can just search for Terry Merkin. Phenomenal, I'll get on that. Thank awesome, you. we'll do that, we'll do that. Thank you guys. Um, so, back to Westfield. Back to Westfield, yeah, back to Westview. <laughs> I have a question for you guys. Okay. Do you think, given what we've now been shown in this episode, that Vision is going to survive WandaVision? I think that um, he is. Um, I just feel like we've had too much... Well, this is my main reason, it's because mm. it's called WandaVision. Right, that's my own reason. And if they're doing a season two, you can't. Season just, two it can't be one division. It just be Wanda. The Wanda, movie's Wanda, called Wanda. The Dark Knight Rises. The Dark Knight's not going to die. <laughs> so that's my first inclination. All right. The movie's called Logan. He's not going to die. Wanda, 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 Wanda. Doesn't quite have the same ring. <laughs> No, it also, doesn't. did you not get asked what Chuckle Vision was? I don't really want to speak about this. Um, I'm ashamed. <laughs> I'm ashamed. Uh, I'm embarrassed of my age. 
Um, I understand, showing. like, for those of you not in the UK, not to know what Chuckle Vision is, but for the people in the UK, they've got like a well, whole Terry, mural Terry, in Blackpool. Terry, we're like... getting old, we're not young anymore. Oh, no. <laughs> Chuckle Vision is not the cultural touchstone that it once was. No, I'm in my pride. <laughs> to me. <laughs> to, me. <laughs> to you. <laughs> I think you should uh, get your moustaches out just to. I think what we've proven is that we love Chuckle Vision so much that if we ever have a psychotic breakdown, we'll create Chuckle Vision. Like, if I ever lose Charlie, <laughs> I'll create a Chuckle Vision world where we're just constantly Chuckle Visioning. Oh my god! <laughs> That's incredible. I could totally believe that. So you mean day to day life where you two are just Chuckle Visioning? <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> what do you mean with Chuckle Visioning? You Chuckle Vision your way through life. Well, or being Bands of Kings. Yeah, I think, that, I think that we sound like people you want to hang out with. Yeah. It's yeah. like a great time. Hey, come meet these two guys. They chuckle vision their way through life. <laughs> people at home are going, no, I do not want to know that. <laughs> no idea what they're talking about. I, I think he is going to survive. I, 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 was, I was on the fence. I want him to survive for reasons I've explained previously. Um, <laughs> but... I didn't think he was because of how much we were leaning into sort of like, you need to accept loss, you need to accept this pain. Uh, but then at the same time, I think you can buy resurrection very rarely when the character has lost so much that they need that moment yes. where they get that catharsis. And I think Wanda has lost time and time again. Yeah. She's had death following her like a shadow. And I think it's time for her to get this one miracle. And that is her husband comes back to life. He, and he's not like a human being, is he? It's not like a standard resurrection. He's a robot that could take the consciousness from himself in Westview, which Wanda, which we have now revealed that Wanda created. Haywood very cleverly played that video to our main characters to make it look like she'd stormed yeah. in and stolen the body. When in fact, the thing that Haywood has been tracking this whole time appears to be Vision's actual mind. Yes. And I think what he's going to try and do, or what maybe the character's going to try and do to keep Vision alive, is merge him with that white vision body. That's I'm exactly really what I was going to say. I'm because I was going to say that, yeah. and I haven't spoken yet. So well, thanks, it's Matt. the full fat podcast for a reason. <laughs> <laughs> talk more, talk more, Terry. Takes Terry's points. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to rename it the Matt Will Show just so you'll know your place. <laughs> so my entire was... life, the Matt Will Show. <laughs> so this isn't your favourite film was awful? Uh, no, and I'm not Luke. Oh. <laughs> And I don't know Wait, who, who I are you? <laughs> Why would I You're be the here? guest. You're the guest, yeah. No. All right. We can do a bit of fate from us all for five minutes. All right, so here's another okay. WandaVision review. <laughs> it was worse than my latest bowel movement. <laughs> I didn't want to watch WandaVision for two seconds, and that's saying a lot. I just watched Ant-Man and the Wasp. <laughs> I think this is a pretty good impression of Luke. I, I, well, I was, I was, let's say Luke, I was more going to say a pretty good impression of like some of the reviews that we get. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, it was oh, yeah, so on. It, it was simultaneously an impression of one of the reviews yeah. and also Luke and now I'm going to do an impression of Charlie. Oh, here we go. <laughs> I'm a <laughs> 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 Well, joke's on you because you have to bleep that out. Like, so. <laughs> do I have to bleep out the C word? Uh, I think... Maybe you should. We have children listening. We have a young this. audience. Okay. Do we have a young? This is one division. We're talking about Clone Wars of one division, right? Yeah, I'm joking. We, we swear usually. That's true. Yeah. Maybe, maybe, maybe we should. I think swearing. C words a bit much. C words a bit much. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah, it's hard not to because we say it a lot. But I guess as well, like Americans, they they find C word very. That is true. Yes. That is yeah. also true. Which is funny that culturally over here, it was very offensive. 
And then I think, particularly with our generation, it became something that you say so casually now yeah. that it's just funny. Yes. Like, because my mum even still is like, do yes. she hears the older it, generation like, oh. flinch at it, don't they? But they, they not only flinch it, they, they act as if, like, do you know what I mean? Like, someone's dropped a baby out of the window, like, <laughs> yeah. oh, 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 you said the C word. <laughs> my mum's just like, it's just so sharp. I just don't like how sharp it sounds. <laughs> I'm like, what, what do you mean? Wow. Uh, Who's the swear word with the sharpest sound? <laughs> Don't say it again. <laughs> See you Shut. next Tuesday. Uh, um, but yeah, no, I think, like you said, I think the reason he's going to come back is because I think that Wanda is going to... He's going to come in, she's going to have some sort of fight with him or something. I don't with know. White Vision. With White Vision. Yeah. And, you know, something's going to happen where she's going to touch him or something and he's going to go back. Because mm. obviously he's got the combination of... They brought him back to life with the mm. science part that Tony mm. Stark did, mm. and now she's just gonna, you know, stop him from being white and evil. So, white <laughs> evil. Um, we've been trying to stop people from being white and evil for many hundreds of years. Yes. I don't think Wanda's gonna flip it off in an hour, Charlie. <laughs> yeah, I, I do think that is what's gonna happen because, as well with the kids, like they are actual established characters in Marvel Comics continuity. So okay. I think it would be strange to create them, have you care about them. Because if Vision's going to go, then surely the kids are going to go as well, right? It'd be weird for Vision to go and keep the kids. Yeah, mm. I, I worry about the kids. I do worry about, like... <laughs> I worry about Wanda. the kids. <laughs> I worry about Wanda, because if all this does just disappear, like, if our children just do disappear. But I also don't think um, Ag- Agnes or Agatha, or whatever we're going to call her, would be would be like, yeah, I'm going to torture your fake children. I think she would be like, your children don't even exist. Lol, if they didn't exist. So do you think... Because someone pointed out to me in the comments last week that she's not always an out-and-out villain in the comics, Agatha Harkness. Someone she's like a mentor to the Scholar Witch. So do you think what's actually going to happen is she knew for years that this foretold Scarlet Witch would come and would bring about some sort of awful thing and she's actually trying to stop it? Do you I... think that's gonna, what's going to be the... Do you know what I mean? Like, like She's not necessarily like a good character... But her like intentions sort of an are not. Sort of yeah, like she's 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 done all this because the Scarlet Witch is coming, and whether the Scarlet Witch is is bad, a la no mm. more mutants in the comics. You know what I mean? Like the Scarlet Witch can cause like catastrophic reality reality altering events. Mm. So maybe that was hard to say. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like she was like based on purely based on what we've seen on the television. Mm. It feels like she's just after the raw power that Scarlet Witch has. But obviously, I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen next week. I was when you said raw for some reason. I just went straight to Gordon Ramsay. I, I heard, raw, I, uncut. I, I heard what you're saying. I saw you like go somewhere else in your mind. You said, ah. I wonder what he's thinking about. I'm really glad you said it. Yeah, fucking raw. Raw. raw? Uh. Gordon Ramsay. Mmm. Food. What am I going to have for lunch? Oh wait, I'm on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Is that what goes on in your mind? Yeah, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking maybe tomato soup, some bagels, maybe. But anyway. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we are now on the Charlie Lilly show. <laughs> We're always on the Charlie Lilly show, baby. <laughs> oh, no. That's the real truth, isn't it? It's like, I think it's the Matt Will show, Charlie thinks it's the Charlie Lilly show, and Terry thinks it's the Terry Merkin show. Oh, no, I, I know it's the Matt Will show. Oh, good. Well, I'm going to it's because we think we're the protagonists of our own story, Matt. Reality, you know. Just I'm remember, everyone is the protagonist of their own story. That's true. And if you apart believe from, you can achieve. Apart from all of you, it's mine. <laughs> <laughs>
stop listening to the podcast now. <laughs> just stop. Just unsubscribe. <laughs> just stop. But we're going to have loads of stuff to, to talk about. For we example, do. what I thought was the best line of the episode. Mm-hmm. Um, what, what is grief if not love persevering? Lovely. Fantastic mm-hmm. moment from Fantastic. Vision. And also, like, I feel like we didn't really get the chemistry really early on. I feel like it's something that Infinity War and WandaVision really you know, stake to claim for. Whereas here we're seeing like a flashback to like Civil War, like the night of, uh, I think she says, didn't she, it was, wasn't long after Quicksilver died. Yeah. So it's post-Age of Ultron. And to see really early on why Vision's, you know, quiet emotional intelligence and uh, and forethought for her would, would lead her to sort of fall in love with him. Yes. Also, we were saying earlier, weren't we? It's kind of interesting that she does have this awe around the Mind Stone and she's sort of like drawn to him romantically. Yes. Do you know what I mean? There is some warmth and comfort there. I wonder if that's going to play in. Yes, definitely. There's in definitely some way. sort of connection. Yeah. Mm. Oh, in a darker way. That's mm. intru- interesting. Yeah. yeah, definitely. I thought that line was phenomenal. Like, re- lovely. Like, it was a really lovely moment. Mm. And like you said, it, it made us understand a bit more why, you know, She's attracted to this robot. Yes. You know? Yeah, because uh, in that moment, I was attracted to that robot. <laughs> yeah. like, in his jumper, he looked swole. Like... He's every woman's dream, it seems, this this uh, vision. Well, he's loyal. He's honest. He's got <laughs> a vibrator, like, attached to him. <laughs> fair, Pretty fair, much. Fair. And, like, Terry's just nodding the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was just thinking, you know, you could take notes, maybe, babe. Well, I could just, like, cut my penis off and attach a vibrator to <laughs> I mean, it would be better, wouldn't it? It would never, like, tire. It would vibrate. Like, it would be purple. <laughs> it would be purple. <laughs> oh, purple. Isn't he red? Yeah. He's like a maroony colour, isn't he? We confirmed this week that he's, like, Yes, his maroon. skin is, like, maroon. Yeah, he's and just got the, the suit on. He's wearing, like, a green outfit, green isn't he? Green paint job. Yeah. <laughs> I've always been unsure. He's one of those characters, isn't he? Where you're sort of looking at him and you're like, "Is that his skin? Do you think does he, he have does... no dick?" Kind of thing. Like, you... He's one of those characters. But yeah. do you think he does have a dog, or do you think he's like a Ken doll down there? No, I think he like makes a penis. Do you know what I mean? Like, I think it kind of like more. <laughs> and like, he can it... change the density of it. One hundred percent. One hundred percent. Oh my goodness. Um, anyway, stop. We're getting naughty. Yeah. <laughs> From Vision's cock. Um, I also thought it was a great. Uh, exchange in that same scene and I, I, in general I think I would like to talk about some of the sitcom elements in this episode and Wanda said how can you be oh so Vision says how can you be certain that like nothing bad's going to happen to Brian Cranston in that Macaulay Noodle episode and she says it's not that kind of show and I think that's a really interesting yes. way that she views these genres and she views them as like comfort food doesn't she because yes. of the way that she was watching it on the telly with her, she has a a happy memory of her parents and B when she was under that stressful traumatic situation of is the bomb going to go off? I've got this sitcom here to to help me. And and the way that she, that is the single most important thing about those sitcoms, isn't it to her? That it it gets a happy ending. No matter what happens, no matter what terrible things happen, no one gets killed. No one sustains a serious injury. It's not that kind of show. Which makes me think that that's why Vision is going to come back as well. Well, like she's going to have some sort of callback, like, it's not that kind of show. Yeah, kind of thing. That would be nice. Yeah. Be her, nice. her line really when she's about to kick ass is like, it's not that kind, kind of show. show. Be, yeah. I do think that would be a sweet way to sort of pay off like him coming back, it's not that kind of show, because it's like, they've already done the meta thing with um, Darcy last week going, you know, I've watched WandaVision for the past week and the love you have is real. So, yeah, yeah that would be nice, actually. That would be really nice. Uh, speed round for just a few things that you want to mention before we move on to Clone Wars? Yes. Anything else you liked about this episode? I wanted to go back to the facility and say it was really mm. interesting when they were watching back on the CCTV because none of the Mindstone stuff happened. It edited it all out. So she was stood mm. and then she was on the floor, which is obviously what happens earlier yeah. with all the 
the wonder stuff. Do you reckon they've edited it? She's edited out any other parts of the movies. <laughs> oh, <laughs> like, uh, that's interesting. Maybe. How much of it do we know is And also, real. she could have gone back and edited things without us knowing. Yeah. That would be very interesting. I do think something massive is going to happen next it's week in terms of the reality. Mm. I think Westview, the door will close on Westview and another door will open to the multiverse of madness. Oh. 100%. I think so too. Um, <laughs> it makes the future of the MCU very exciting. I it think. does, it does. Definitely. Uh, Shai, do you have any more quickfire points you want to mention before we move on? Uh, not particularly. Maybe I did like, I thought it was quite funny that uh, Agnes brought up the flip-floppy nature of uh, her accent. Um, <laughs> yes, yes. That was quite funny. And um, I liked that a few weeks ago when she was trying to scare Hayward and that, she used her Sokovian accent because she's sort of playing on their their inherent prejudice didn't they of like the fear of the unknown fear of the outsider yes. aren't they so she's yes. sort of using it back on them definitely yeah no I think I think the way they've sort of canonically tied in her ever changing accent into WandaVision across the whole film has been actually really neat definitely I think it's really clever how they've just used this series so show uh, show far show far so far uh, <laughs> would you like your show far show far <laughs> um, I just really like how they've like used this ep- this TV show to mm. sort of tie little things or little plot holes or points mm. that might yes. have been in the movies mm. I think that's smart I think that's like I'm hoping that happens in the Falcon Winter Soldier as well like mm. just why not like this is an yeah. opportunity to just like if there is anything that people complain about so we can shut those guys up they're always talking about these bloody plot hole things <laughs> <laughs> but yeah um, yeah I just I, I thought that was quite cool uh, they've been doing that the only two things I have left on my little my little notebook is yeah I really liked at the start the way they played it so that it, with the Salem witch thing that you thought she was the only witch and then suddenly when they cuff her they use energy yes. and you're like oh well they're all, they've all got powers and then when she confirms she's a witch it's more like oh we're confirming you're a witch because you're now going to stand trial and you're the bad witch yeah, yes. that, was, that was really nice that was cool uh, great opening scene and then I also um, I thought it was interesting that when she got to Westview she essentially gentrifies it doesn't she but mm. she does the thing that the, you know the one pro- the biggest problem with gentrification she doesn't do in, in the fact that she doesn't move the people out of the area yeah. to gentrify it she goes to an area them. Yes. yes and I, I thought that was interesting that like you know obviously like she's done this bad thing that she's got into their heads and she's controlling them and all this stuff for, for all these weeks or whatever but when she got there I don't think it was a conscious decision to trap them and I think if anything she's trying to give the people as she was driving through the car through the through rescue view in the car mm-hmm. she was seeing you know everyone's lives are okay but it's not a great area is it it's like it's pretty run down so i think she was almost giving herself the happy ending vision and everyone else do you yes. know what I, mean? I don't think for a second that it's something malicious malicious yeah and I no definitely the fact uh, that she almost gentrified it but kept the people there is something that i think kind of kind of helped push you towards that that feeling i definitely got that feeling from it too like just mm-hmm. the fact that them looking around it definitely felt like the intention of the filmmaker that you know that this is that she, that she was there was more heartfelt to it than her just yeah. manipulating these people like yeah. and they all look sad and it's weird in a weird way they kind of look happier in Westview I'm really intrigued to see how all the people in the town react after like everything's sort of gone back to normal yeah, I'm intrigued to see what they the think about it will remain like all the like how she's done up all the houses and stuff do you think they'll stay or do you think as soon as the hex comes down it's all just going to fall apart Hard to say. Hard to say. Like obviously Monica went through the hex and it rewrote her genetic code, giving her the powers. So has she, 
has Wanda rewritten everything and it will stay that way. I am... Oh, that'd be, it would be interesting, wouldn't it, if, like, because she has strussed up the town, made, made it better, they do go, yeah, we'll keep our houses and stuff. Like, you've, you've made it better. <laughs> um, and also, do you think that the second season of this show is going to sort of drop the WandaVision element of it and just be a WandaVision adventure? I don't know if we're going to get a second season. No, I, d- I think I maybe think it might still needs to get a second season. I think with a lot of these Disney Plus shows, I think some of them are going to be like a one and done, so you find out what that character was doing before they appear in the next movie. And I think some might be continuous. That makes sense. I think, do you know what I mean? Like, I can imagine the Falcon and the Soldier being continuous and not so much this one. Yes, because it's like this one's moving into the multiverse movie and then the X-Men will come in, maybe Scarlet Witch will be in an X-Men movie, she might be in an Avengers movie, mm-hmm. blah, 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 blah. Whereas Falcon Winter Soldier, I feel like you're not going to get another Captain America movie once he becomes Captain America. Well, I'd be surprised if they did. Yeah. That'd be awesome if they did. But yeah. I feel like Captain America's sort of ongoing story is going to be yes. on Disney Plus for a little bit and then yes. he's going to be in Avengers movies while we have these new characters come in. Yeah. Like exactly. Shang-Chi or and this is the you. first time we heard her be called the Scarlet Witch, wasn't it? She's been Wonder. That's true. Throughout the whole yeah. of the MCU. So I didn't realise until it happened. Her, yeah. yeah, it's pretty cool. And I like that it's like... It's, it's... Forgive me if I'm wrong. Please don't make angry comments. <laughs> mm. <laughs> I like that it's tied to sort of like, you know, we've waited all this time to hear it be said. It's not just like a funny joke code name that someone's come up with. It's like yes. there's actual context to it. Yeah. Yeah, I, re- I really enjoyed it. Really enjoyed this episode. One of the best. And I hope it wraps up well next week. I'm hyped for next week. Me too. I just want to see it. Give it to me Same. now. Give it to me now. <laughs> I'm intrigued. Okay. 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 Jedi crash from Clone Wars. The Jedi did crash, didn't they? <clears throat> they? There is indeed, there are indeed Jedi in this episode, and they do indeed crash. So they do. It does what it says on the tin. Jedi crash, season one, episode thirteen of the Clone Wars. It is the first part of, I believe, a two-parter. Yes. But we didn't quite have time this week, did we, to watch no. both parts? Um, it's been a busy week. It's annoying, isn't it? Because we did the last three-parter in chunks. But I think they all really work as individual episodes, individual reviews. Whereas this one is a bit of un- a bit of an unsatisfying one, isn't it? It's a true two part in the sense that this is all set up, and we don't really see where it's going. Yes, definitely. Yes. Although, I don't okay. know about you, Charlie, but as me and Terry were watching this episode within like the first two minutes, we were like, "We've seen this before." We can't remember when we've seen it, but we've seen it before, and then we realised that we watched it a few months ago, haven't we? Yeah, because I was watching through Clone Wars before we decided we were going to do it on the podcast, mm. and you watched that episode with me, and we yes. fell in love with our good friend Wag2. Well, we'll, we'll get to Wag2. Well, we'll that's, to it's Wag2. funny you said that, because whilst I was watching it, I was thinking, <laughs> Terry's watched this episode because she told me about Wag2 and his little beanie hat. <laughs> Wag2, Wag2. Yeah. The greatest Styles character of all <laughs> yes. time. Yeah, I like this episode started with just, like, once again, like every single, every single week, you're chucked in into the middle of the action. Something's gone wrong. I need to go get go get somewhere. You get your first bit of like Saturday morning cartoon action. I really liked they were trying to get Anakin back to the hospital on the frigate, and then as they were like docking, the hyperdrive went off. They needed to detach. Yes, that was cool. and then that's that's the thing that shoots them off into basically the plot of the episode. Really enjoyed that. Yeah, uh, I I liked how much it just didn't fuck about at the start. Mm. Just just got straight into it mm. and. Uh, was just relentless, pretty relentless, the action at the start, um, and a lot happening. Yeah. Um, I also really liked in this episode, particularly how, like, some of the sort of lightsaber fights were sort of shot, like, directed. Um, okay. I really like that, like, there was just so much, like, energy to it. Like, yeah, when, um, it was relentless, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, like, uh, when, when Anakin first runs down, it's just, like, of his face as he's running towards and then it cuts to the wires and he slices mm. like he had so much um, 
energy to it and like really well edited mm. um i was like okay okay as yeah. soon as it started it really it drew me in straight away um it's interesting with animation isn't it that you can you can depict the jedi in in such a different way do you know what i mean like with the gendy tarkovsky 2003 clone wars you got mace windu doing like super speed punches like doing like 100 in a in a second on like battle droids and stuff and it's like you can't do that in live action can you but you can do it in animation it looks great exactly. and like, you totally buy it because they're Jedi they're what can you not do 100 punches in a second in real life yeah um, well I can't but well I can't Mace Windu can't in live action but Samuel Jackson can okay mm-hmm. yeah because he can do anything <laughs> Of course he can. Of course. <laughs> what do you mean, of course he can? Why do you say that like it's no, sarcastic? He I, can do it. I wasn't sarcastic. It's, it's interesting. <laughs> he doesn't look like a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I made it funny. <laughs> uh, it's interesting that you brought up that anime animation style of the original Clone Wars because mm. it did feel like that in terms of those two shots I just described are very anime kind of following the face running forward yes. cut to a wide slice mm. sort of thing that, like, like that that was kind of how that clone was was kind of directed as well yes, so, yes. Um, the way so calls a lightsaber it's yeah. kind of Naruto run <laughs> yeah yeah it's true it's true um, yeah this is an interesting episode I thought um, I I'm I'm intrigued to talk about that race of um, I don't know what the race is called the Wagtoos. The little lemur looking. Yeah. Um, oh yeah, yeah. They yeah. look like the yeah the thing from Madagascar. You know, the South With, like, the little place. Beard. They were <laughs> they were the most interesting thing about the episode for me. Yeah. And I so, really liked the way his his dad was sort of saying, "You're not peacekeepers until you take the non-violent path. Like you mm. claim you claim to be the good guys, but you're committing acts of atrocity and atrocities as much as." The separatists are so what's up with that he's also what correct but also like they've got they've got to defend themselves i do agree like liberty is worth fighting for yeah that's that's kind of what i'm intrigued annoying. i'm intrigued to see how that rounds up in the second episode i'm not i mean i'm not seeing the second episode i don't I'm, mm. i was i kind of felt like that's where it's going to go in the part two of like okay yeah we probably should be we should probably resist or, or not be as aggressive as we have been mm-hmm. and maybe he'll get the revelation of like okay i understand that you know you had to actually have some sort of pushback. Like I imagine, I'm, I'm imagining some sort of attack happened. I don't. I haven't seen the episode, so we have seen it. I don't remember that. Much I of it. remember oh, okay. it, but I'm gonna okay. save it. Save next it, week. yeah, yeah, save it. I'm a bit hazy, so I can't remember which way it goes in particular. Mm-hmm. But I do think it's more about the principle of he's yes, yes, they are being attacked by the separatists, and yes, they are like fighting for their freedom and stuff. But like, I think what he's saying is like yes you are being attacked, but that doesn't mean you get free access in every single situation yes. to say, oh, they're the aggressors, we're being attacked, we're just trying to like fight the good fight. It's like, well, if you keep choosing violence, eventually there must be a point where, you know, you are responsible as exactly. well, just as much as them. Absolutely. And for him to sort of say on principle, you know, try the non-violent route, or, or you, you, the fact that they don't even think that first is where he can't say they're peacekeepers. Mm, very that's like a, a narrative throughout a lot of superhero things, isn't it? We had the whole thing with Age of Ultron, with the Avengers, where it was like, you're causing too much damage, you know, and they have to be held accountable for all that damage. So it's, you know, it's the same as the Jedi. Like, you may think that you're justified in what you're doing because you're fighting the good fight, as you said before, mm. but you do have to be held accountable for all the shit stuff you've done essentially which is when we get like the so- Sokovia Accords in the MCU I see it's like, it's like it's like Loki opened the portal to New York and caused all that damage but the Avengers like Hulk didn't have to smash up that building like yes but I, I think also it's, it's, it's the long term implications of like now that you've created the Avengers and you created it in response to this threat doesn't mean that you now have 
unmitigated access to the world to fight any fights you want and like go and like and you know, it becomes them going into territories doesn't it rather than reacting to something that's opened up in space yes, yes. yeah no. no no very interesting questions provided and i'll be interested to see what answers come out next week also you know we've seen the wagger father where's the wagger mama <laughs> that is true <laughs> i hate you <laughs> <laughs> where is wag two's wagger mama um closed because it's locked down that's true you know it would have been amazing that's the cut down though where is Wag to Wagamama? <laughs> <laughs> if if for some reason Wagamama would sponsor this podcast, that would have been an incredible segue, wouldn't it? That would have been amazing. Yeah. Yeah. But it's lost to time now. Unless, of course, Wagamama, the company you're listening, <laughs> the entire company's listening. <laughs> some guys are running like, we've got it, got, we've got it, boys, the next sponsor. <laughs> he's, he's choking on his ramen on the phone to his boss going, mate, mate, you've got to hear this. This is going to be the sponsor deal that's going to, you know, the sponsor deal of the century. It's going to make Wagamama famous. What do you like from Wagamama? I do like their ramen. I I like a lot from Wagamama. I like mm. their steamed buns. Oh, yeah, yeah, I'm not going to lie. I'm not a big fan of their ramen. I actually, I like their pad thais and mm. stuff. But I think because I've had a great ramen from Ipudo, sounds like I'm working for him, um, I can't <laughs> go back to the ramen from Wagamama. It's just just, just yeah, a no, different level. Um, I see, I see. But yeah. Um, yeah, no, you're right. Because yeah. when you don't get good ramen, it's really not. Mm, yeah, it's not it's quite not, right. It's not it? quite right, no. It's quite hit the spot. Any more thoughts on this episode? Um, yeah, it's just, uh, you know, I have to make one feminist point per podcast, so I'm just going to whack it out now. Why Why are all the female characters, except Luminara, just, like, dressed in nothing? Like, sorry, if I was going into battle, I would want my boobies covered so they didn't get chopped off. <laughs> like, if, like i'd want my armor on them to protect them and also like she's not wearing a bra those those titties would be flying around like cover yeah. them up i mean i was gonna say to you like, i don't think jedis really need armor but then it's in the same show where they've given anakin and obi-wan armor armor yeah and it's kind of weird actually that they've given them armor and his own padawan doesn't it's just it's like true. running around in like a tank like a, a boob tube top like yeah but terry terry listen i've played a lot of video games and i know from world of warcraft <laughs> that the highest armor a female character can get is half naked so that obviously makes sense of to course me. of yeah. course that makes sense to you doesn't it yes it makes sense to everybody <laughs> makes sense to everybody but like also like ahsoka is like a young teenager isn't she so yeah. like why do they why do they dress her like that i, d- I don't know uh, because we as a society understand. condemn paedophilia whilst also trying to endorse it every turn particularly with our pop stars and our pop industry anyway that's enough for <laughs> hashtag that free britney today, can, yeah. can we talk yeah. about <laughs> the um bald eagle ostrich fucking bears things, wherever yeah. they were um that were attacking uh captain rex and anakin scary. um because they were creepy as hell. Like, just their weird design. And the fact that... I, I quite enjoyed seeing them, like, just dismantle two of the clones. Um, <laughs> I was just, like, absolutely dismantle. And I, I quite enjoyed the tension of, like, a clone having to look after... A stormtrooper looking after... Darth Vader, Anakin. It was a cool... It wasn't uh, just any stormtrooper. Really, it was Captain Rex, Captain wasn't Rex. it? I really like that they were talking about, like kind of like paedophilia and the sexualisation of young women in media and Charlie across the table is just thinking yeah I love it when that beast just <laughs> <laughs> when, when that guy gets him in his mouth isn't he and he's dead he's definitely dead kills him <laughs> that was scarily accurate <laughs> <laughs> he knows <laughs> get 
can't hold my mind. You two do have a weird psychic connection, don't you? We do. It's though. called the hive mind. Hive. Yeah, one, like one time one of you mm. was thinking that something was too loud and the other one passed the remote or something like yeah. that. Yeah. We can communicate without talking to each other. Yeah, it's yeah, weird. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And our favourite thing to do is when... We're in a room full of people and uh, someone did something weird <laughs> or something and we look at each other because we don't know. <laughs> we don't even need to say anything. We both, and the, the greatest part about it is that we both look at the same time. It's not like mm. one looks and the other turns. Mm. It's mm. like, it just, it's, mm. it's, it's brilliant. I feel really insecure being in a room with you now. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, they just looked at each other. It's a shame if this was a video podcast, that would have been a great Bloody joke. Gold. Yeah, it's actually it's the joke, joke is diminishing the more I talk about how good it would have been. Yeah, yeah, it's true. It's just getting progressively less funny the more I go on about it. Actually, but anyway, the bald eagle monster, uh, <laughs> <laughs> pretty sweet, right? <laughs> Did you see how big they're like? claws were yeah. Like, yeah imagine like those little bird feet but imagine them like giant mm. yeah like the, mm. you think about how they big like, they cut were you in half, think about mate. how big Captain Rex and they Anakin are cut you in half well they're like six foot six foot something now think about how big they were right mm. Mm. No, yeah they're like a... lion sized mm. birds aren't they they're like bird lions think about how big they're being sized in comparison to us no, and this whole you. time Anakin's just taking a nap he's got concussion yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it was cool to have him out of the picture though and I think it was it was cool to sort yes. of see I, I like that line that um, I can't remember the name of the other Jedi's name uh, do you know what I'm talking about not not Ahsoka the yes. other one I can't remember oh oh uh, oh uh, Ayla Secura Ayla Secura um, I like when she says uh, all, someone says something about oh do all these um, Jedi like jump in so quickly and throw themselves into danger or something. Oh, and then yes. she says like, only the, only good, the good ones. ones. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I was like, that was cool. Are all Jedi so reckless Reckless, or that's like that. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Would you like some IMDB trivia to finish this podcast? Of this episode? Sure. Uh, yes, 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 yes. Yeah, why not? Um, uh, it, it mentions when Anakin is being treated aboard the frigate, his ventilator has the same breathing sound as a Starfader. We mentioned that, didn't we? We or we, or we noticed it. I don't we think, were I don't like, think ooh. It. Yeah, that was, that was a nice little... That's cool, I didn't know that. The Lima people... Um, who are actually canonically called Lerman. Lerman? That's their race. Lerman. They're, based on the so they're definitely not lemurs. Yeah. They're called Lerman. Lerman, yeah. I quite they're like that. They're definitely not based they're on They're like, them. It, yeah, it's like half um, lemur. They were based on original concept arts from creatures that were going to be in Revenge of the Sith. Interesting. Um, kind of glad they ain't, because they weirdly, <laughs> yeah. tonally feel like they wouldn't fit in yeah. that movie. I was going to say, uh, yeah. you know the way they roll? Yeah. Do you think in the same way, like, you know, like different sci-fi media takes sort of like concepts of different sort of animals and stuff. I like to where create. you're going with this. I think I, I think you, the high funds kick in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know where I'm going. Uh, the 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 way that you know you create like mechanical animals and stuff, and like you take their traits to create sort of robots. Do you Those think the separatists? Rollies. Yeah. Do you think the separatists took the Lerman's ability to roll and put it into the droid? Because you were all on that wavelength. Yes. Uh, yeah. Cool, yeah. So we were all there. <laughs> yeah, I think that's a cool idea. I yeah. think that um, I could that very well be could be yeah. like the way they tuck and roll, yeah. is like the way they design the droid. Because it's interesting. Tuck I'm, and roll like that. I'm intrigued. I get so fast to places yeah. like we. Yeah. I'm intrigued that you know this this place. I mean, obviously, I haven't seen the part two yet. Mm. Seems to have not had any issues in terms of people coming and trying to take that shit over. Because it's like, these are little lemurs, you know? Yeah, like they can't yeah, be yeah, fucking yeah, 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 yeah. gobbled up in a minute. I yeah. mean, they seem to obviously know how to hand themselves because they handle the big eagle scary things. Yeah, but uh, they choose well. the non-violent route. They do. But 
I'm, you know, how did that really, let's be real, how did that really get them to not be, I'm, I'm just intrigued by this this race, and maybe that's why they basically... Maybe they, you know, much like our own society, I imagine they originally were predators, and then society evolved enough that they could take yeah. a different route, do you know what I mean? But um, why haven't the, you know, why hasn't, you know, Count Duke could come down with a Sarge Ventress and well, they've got let's take this place to, over. They've got nothing anyone wants, is not they? And I think they've all, don't they also say they've moved to a remote part of space? Yes, to, I think they yeah, did yeah, actually, yeah. yeah I think plan. we should wait till next week. Mm, I can't wait. Yes, we should, we should. Uh, the fortune cookie this episode is greed and fear of loss are the roots that lead to the tree of evil. There was originally going to be a version that read, for one to not become attached is the greatest gift. Which I can see why they changed that, because I think that doesn't work, does it? I don't think that works in the real world. Maybe yeah. in, if you're a Jedi, but... It doesn't that, work yeah, if you weird... become... Like, they literally had a conversation about how, like, all Padawans get attached, can, to, get attached to their master. I think it would be interesting to one week present a fortune cookie that is based on a Jedi belief that then turns out to be wrong. Yeah. But I don't know if it's, like, clear enough if it were to be an ironic fortune cookie. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Like, it is a kid's show. So I do think the first one's much better. It's also the first series appearance of Ada Secura. Mm. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. Yes. <laughs> and uh, the design of the planet was based on Ralph McQuarrie's original concepts for a grassland planet name, named Simon, I think. Which was in an early draft of Return of the Jedi. Jokes on you, it's called Simon. <laughs> Jokes on you, Plan- it's called Seaman. <laughs> Planet it's like, Simon. It's like Sice, like Dice with an S. Sicemon. 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 I quite like the design, I thought it was quite cool. I like that it's like these giant bonsai trees almost that mm. are like um, mm. around, and it's just mostly like plain high grass. Particularly because I just like the idea that these. Eagle things are just there all the time. <laughs> just look, yeah. just waiting. Do you reckon they've like stopped fucking with them? The the, the what are they called the lum, the, the loomers the loomers. Do you think they stop fucking with them? Because like every time we try and eat one of these little fuckers, they, they just tie us they up. Just tie us, tie us up. up. Yeah. They tie them up the same way that they tie up the walkers in Empire Strikes Back. Oh, Do you think the lerman eat the big bird things? Do you think they eat them? Yeah. Do you think they like put them on a big what stick? Are they? And I think they're vegetarian. They're vegetarians, yeah. 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 Okay. Non-violent. Mm. That makes sense. The way that you said uh, that they rolled and moved around really quickly sparked a memory of a recurring dream I had when I was about 10. That uh, my Shima would... Skywalker. That I what? Keep going. This is dirt. That I... Uh, no, it's, it's way lamer than that. Okay. That my mum would drive me to school... Right, and I was a penguin, but I was still me. Like I said, like, <laughs> I said, like my, I said, like my consciousness, right? Like I was still Matt Whittle, but I was a penguin, and I had like a cute backpack on and stuff, right? This is incredible. And, uh, my mum would drive me to school, and I would like we'd get like halfway there, and there'd be some sort of problem where she'd need to like drive off, or like she couldn't take me all the way to school, and I would say something like. Don't worry, I can slide along on my belly. That's how penguins move around really quickly. <laughs> and then I'd jump out, and I'd and even though obviously you've got pavements, you've got like raised bits of like you know I mean structure, yeah. so like it doesn't make sense you could like get there from the middle of the road to the school sliding along on your belly. And I've got no momentum to do it and for some reason. As soon as I'd lay down on the ground, and I'd just be like sliding on the floor. And I remember it really vividly. Yeah, slide along on my floor, slide along on. Floor I'm gonna make a photo shot. Penguin so Matt. Penguin Matt. <laughs> yeah. Penguin Matt. Yeah. Slides along to school. Yep. He's cute. He has a little tie. 
Yeah, I think you would have found him adorable. Yeah. He used to hold his backpack like with both hands, like holding the straps. Oh, yeah. penguin that. Yeah. And what what animal were you at school, Charlie? What animal was I at school? Yeah, well, Matt was a penguin. Chimp or something. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> You're wearing orange, so we'll call you an orangutan. Uh, yeah, that makes sense. Well, I don't, I'm not quite as smart as orangutans, uh, so I don't know if that's. No, uh, no. But... He, he is smart. He is smart. Cause I'm going to leave you with a story of how he tricked me and uh, caused me serious injury. I can't remember which year it was, right? But he was basically right. It was. It, we were very young, right? Maybe this is like year one, even, right? And he was in the toilet having a shit, right? And he had the cubicle door completely open, right? Yeah, the, I remember toilet, this story, right? actually. But continue yeah. for the listeners. For the listeners, right? And, uh, and I'm gonna clo- we're going to close with this. We're going to close with yeah. this. You've seen me <laughs> shit a lot with the door open, haven't you? Yes, I have. Yep. Quite a few stories. In New York. Yeah. We were on that school trip. Yeah, he just <laughs> stood there. Or sat there, rather, with the door wide open. Just yeah. taking a shit. He still does it. <laughs> <laughs> he still leaves the door open. We've had many a conversation. Got air it out, haven't we, Charlie? Got air it out. Oh, you're having it. It's not just for shits for, for wheeze as well we've had, sorry, to, we've had to talk about this haven't we? well because it was a bro house you know and you came along man ruined that shit you know what I'm saying I'm joking oh, no, I'm joking I'm, sorry. I'm joking I can sit with story. the door open you want to hear how much of a bro Charlie is okay. how much of a bro he was to his bro right oh, let's get this no. right so it goes to me I mean I'm, yeah, I'm an idiot for doing this right but we're both year one right give a cut some black. <laughs> He's there with the door open, right? Yeah. Balls mm-hmm. and all, just out, just having a shit, right? And I'm like, you should close the door. And he's like, I can't close the door, it's broken, look. Like, this, this, like, part of the lock. And he was like, look, look, put your thumb on there, look, it's broken, look, look, I'll show you, like, put your thumb on there. I was like, no, you're going to kick the door in. No, I won't. I was like, all right then. I put my thumb on the lock of the door, right? He boots the door <laughs> as hard as he can, right? So my thumb is just <laughs> caught in the door, right? And then I, like, I walk back into the canteen, right? And it, it wasn't that painful, but it just bled so much. And I walked into the canteen in front of the other kids with, like, just blood covering my hands. And around today, I was like, I need help. <laughs> Oh, Aww. no. Yeah. Charlie, oh, no. and what do you have to say for yourself? <laughs> <laughs> have you ever apologised? Um, did I? You don't need to. I feel I did. I need to. Was it like that sibling thing, you know, where you hurt your little sibling and they start crying and you're like, shh, it's not that bad, you can hear yeah. me back. I think I probably laughed. That <laughs> was pretty of funny. Yeah. This is hilarious. <laughs> I think... What idiot kid goes, <laughs> yeah, yeah, so, okay, I'm going to put my hand in the lock <laughs> yeah. for you to kick it. I yeah, actually it's... think since we've been together, he's caused you injury. I think you like hit him on the head with a door and like left a, like, a cut on his head. <laughs> Do you know what happened about that, right? I was weeing. Was it in the Prince Charles toilets? The Prince Charles cinema? Yes. Yes. I was weeing. And as I was weeing, he comes up right. Obviously, I don't know he's even in there. And I think you, like, kicked me. So, like, I, like, fell in and, like, pretty much, like, weed on my hand, right? (laughs) So, like, fuck it, right? So, I finished my piss off. I washed my hands, right? And he's in the, the, the cubicle. And I can't remember what happened, but... I don't know how it timed up, but I think... I was coming out the door... As I thought he'd already left the toilet, so I thought I was safe, and he just he did it again. He just booted the fucking door and like smacked me in the head. <laughs> I thought he was obviously like turned, so I was hoping it'd like smack his back the same way it did to me. But no, it smacked him straight in the fucking head. <laughs> but you know what? I deserve it because you do deserve it. He's a stronger man than I am. I, I poke the bear. I poke the bear all the time. Seven. I poke it. I wind him up. I tease him. I sing off key to him. It's true. You made my mom. To be fair, it's, it's actually a mere, It's actually like a small small price to pay for the, for the absolute <laughs> wreckage that happens sometimes. You see, Matt's a very witty man. It's very hard to keep up with him sometimes. That's why we call him the Lincoln lawyer. Yes. So. <laughs> but, but you see, of course, 
you created this monster all the way back in year one because you were the one that kicked my <laughs> thumb in. <laughs> so then you're like, I need to use my mind. Exactly, yeah, yeah. bully him now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you hadn't thrown me into that vat of chemicals, Batman. <laughs> <laughs> he definitely is the Joker to, to the bat, my Batman. <laughs> <laughs>